Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks, we're back. The whole gang's back. It's time to party. Boomer and CG Nasty are back again for the Deep Fried Bets podcast. I don't even know what season. What? Or I know what season it is. Season two, chapter seven, I believe so. We got a little thrown off. Boomer is back from his uh, honeymoon, unharmed. Welcome back to the states, Boomer. Uh, how's life treating you as a married man? Oh, it's uh, it's fantastic. And I'll tell you one thing: what I'm uh, what I'm really married to are these picks I'm about to be giving out. To oh, so that's what? the real love of your life. These are these are some some good long everlasting commitments, and I'm about to toss it out to the uh, to the wonderful listeners out here. Okay, Collier, how uh, how you doing over there? I'm doing fucking fantastic, dude. I've been taking some time off, you know, thinking about you know the glorious life that's out there for me, and you know I'm back in here just ready to make some picks. Still don't lose some money. Don't make everybody else some money though. That's right. That's what I like to hear. All you right. Gotta me. So we had to bring the whole game back. Uh, a meal off a hell of a weekend, eleven and five. I have not calculated up my picks yet because I'm lazy and I've been really busy. So uh, I will get those to you. Probably not good though because we faded each other a lot and he went eleven and five. So I can't imagine they'd be very good. We're gonna have him on uh, later in the season and try to get him for a little hit this week. But uh, you know he's in the Swedish army, so I don't know what kind of wars they're fighting. But you know he's <laughs> he's busy over there. Um, those pillow wars with each other. Is what that's right. That's what it is. So uh, we'll definitely have a meal back on. But for this week, we got the original gang. Uh, we cannot call the intro man a liar this week because Boomer and CG Nasty are back. Woo! So, I mean, are y'all ready to get to it? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I, I've been sucking down a few rolling rocks. Uh, just trying uh, just trying to ease back in. You know, I've been out of the game for, uh, for a couple weeks. Didn't want to pull a hamstring this week. I feel you. Well, uh, we got an interview with Tony Mejia from VegasInsider.com here in a little bit. I go ahead and apologize now. Something happened. We had a little technical difficulties midway through the interview. Uh, about 30 seconds or so cut out, but I'll try to piece it together best I can. Um, again, that's Tony Mejia from Vegas Insider. Good information. We'll get to that here in a second. Um, but we're going to get to our college football picks, as always, and our NFL picks. And then we're going to have our lock and our vault. As always, money to be made. But we'll go ahead and start the evening off with our good friend Tony Mejia from VegasInsider.com. All right, we'd like to welcome Tony Mejia from VegasInsider.com to the program. Uh, Tony, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Pleasure, Blake. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, just ready, uh, ready to get back on track a little bit this weekend. Had, had a little bit of a rough weekend last weekend, but hopefully we can get back in it this week. Um, so, like I said, Tony Mejia from VegasInsider.com. Um, Going to kind of go over the weekend, some stuff like that. So, Tony, what what does your uh, weekends look like during football season? Are you more of a college guy or more of an NFL guy? Oh, it's both. I mean, it really is intensive starting with, uh, you know, we're taping this on a Wednesday night. You know, I've, I've looked through both. I've already written a preview column for tomorrow, tonight, uh, tomorrow night's uh, Packers-Bears game and and more looked at NFL and injury reports. And then because I have to do it that way, uh, you know, the college cramming begins tonight. You know, who's, who's landing on, uh, on uh, you know, on the uncertain 
uh, side of things, you know, for weekend games. And obviously at this stage of the season, you know, teams and coaches are, are practicing far less and getting guys recuperated and stuff. So that, you know, all that comes into play. And who's the best NFL team you've seen so far? Is it the Vikings and that undefeated record? Uh, they're, they're the best defense, but no, to me, it's still the Packers because, you know, you, you get to the, the final stages of uh, championship games and Super Bowls. Uh, and ultimately, if you put pair those two together, I'd rather have the ball in Tom Brady's hands than Sam Bradford. Uh, and, and, you know, even with uh, a defense like that. But they're fast and, and fierce, so they'll fly to the ball. It looks like a team that, that'll definitely hold off that, um, that home field advantage if they, if they finish out well. And, and in that stadium, um, it, you know, it, opposing teams have walked away and said, they're, they're saying that there's a difference between that brand new U.S. Bank Stadium and everything else. So it could, could be a unique advantage. Certainly something to look forward to uh, in terms of futures with Minnesota. Before the price gets too high, you might as well back. Right. Yeah, it hasn't jumped up what you think a 5-0 team would be so far. Um, so who is the team that you've kind of looked at so far that's, that's made you some money this year that maybe Vegas hasn't figured out or the public hasn't figured out is really good or really bad, something like that? Well, I mean, I'm in Orlando and I went to UCF, so seeing some of the lines on, on Knights games, uh, when they went winless last year, I think I think uh, the Sharps got uh, got on to how improved they were and how fierce that defense was uh, pretty quickly. And I mean, they just suffered a, a heartbreaking loss against Temple. Otherwise, they would have covered another one. I think they're something like four and one against the spread, and now and now four and two. Um, you know, if you if you got on Wisconsin after the LSU show, uh, showing uh, and didn't think that that was a fluke and entirely less miles fall, you made yourself a lot of money there with Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah, I was on the uh, the wrong side of that. I thought it was kind of fluky, but obviously not after the Ohio State performance last weekend. Um, yeah, Central Florida, I think uh, Frost, do you think they held on to him, or is he going back to Oregon? I, I, you know, I had somebody ask me today, uh, like, uh, would you take uh, Elaine Kiffin at UCF? Well, presuming what, that Frost goes to Oregon? Yeah, well, I guess that's a possibility. And, you know, he's he's got – He's got the pedigree in terms of what Oregon wants that I could buy them let, letting Helfrich go and, and having him be that next guy. And if that's the case, UCF stands no shot, yep. uh, especially not especially with no Big 12 expansion. So, you know, it's going to happen with, with, uh, with Central Florida in terms of keeping coaches like that. They'll, they'll be able to hire them. It's a great stepping stone job, but um, keeping them is going to be another matter. Yep. So who's uh, who's the team you've looked at for this weekend, maybe on the pro side of things, that you think's got some value that people might not be looking at? Well, I mean, I was my answer to that would be Buffalo, uh, except for LaShawn McCoy and his hamstring injury now, because you know going to Miami, they're they're a slight favorite, um, but the Dolphins have been so up and down, and and uh, you know a defense that can get after Ryan Tannehill, uh, I think there's real value there, especially um, since Dolphin fans turn on their team. Uh, Pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, so, but now with McCoy and the uh, and the injury news there, got to hear more uh, before pulling the trigger on that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I saw that this afternoon. I don't know. Have they said anything about how severe that is yet? Yeah, I don't think they know yet. So, you know, we're gonna have to find out if he, if he misses the game. They could still absolutely uh, beat the Dolphins without him. Gillisley's running well, and you know, the, the, with Terod Taylor there, they can they can run different sets and such, but. You know, he's been he's been the best running back of the NFL this year, so 
it'd be a huge loss. Yeah. All right, so I know it's the heart of football season, but we've got basketball season starting up. Is it next Thursday? Wednesday, I Wednesday, think. Wednesday. Right. Okay. Yeah. So who's a team that you've kind of looked at in the NBA so far? I don't know if you had a chance to really dive in, but who's a team that maybe you think early on in the season are going to be a little bit better than people are thinking they may be? I think Indiana's going to click pretty quickly. I really do. Um, but, it, it, but we'll have to see because uh, – you know, they've got different pieces meshing together. Miles Turner's going to want the ball more. Obviously, it's Jeff Teague, Jeff Teague now, and, you know, Paul George has to eat first. So, but the pieces that they have there and adding that depth, I think it's going to be a team that's going to be excited to play together. they got a new coach. Everybody's going to want to impress, and Nate McMillan. Uh, so that's a team that could really hit, hit, uh, hit a strong start. And then there's going to be teams that people are going to sleep on, like a Denver, um, you know, a uh, – a Phoenix that will probably cast some games early uh, simply because of the spreads being too high. Yeah. All right. So, is uh, anybody stopping the Cavier, uh, Cavaliers Warriors rematch in the finals? I, I mean, I wouldn't think so. Uh, to me, I, I think San Antonio has a shot uh, if Gasol and Aldridge work out as well as they possibly can. If Aldridge's head is in the right place, or this week we've heard some rumors that um, you know he, he might want out, yeah, uh, and that the Spurs might deal him, which was to me it's surprising. And they, they denied that today, but um, you know reputable reporters did did go in on that. I, and I, I thought it might be rumor at first, but you know Jackie Mack certainly has her sources and might have been backed up uh, behind innuendo uh, that Aldridge didn't exactly uh, sign up to be. Uh, to be uh, Kawhi Leonard's you know, running mate. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, they, they, to me, I think they stand the best shot of knocking off Golden State than anybody at the East has of knocking out Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that everybody's running to the window to back the Warriors to win the championship. What, yeah. What are maybe some value teams if something were to happen there, an injury or something? It's Cleveland the next, next team up, or you see somebody else has got some value? Well, I mean, I. If we yeah, if we want to talk value, let's stay away from Cleveland and go just massive long shots like a Utah or uh, a Memphis. I mean, at that point, if if, if injuries, I think it's got to be more than one. Uh, if injuries tear apart the Warriors, um, and then the Spurs can't get this Aldridge experiment to work, well, then then you got a wide open West with quality teams, and 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 Utah certainly has a ton of depth. Memphis, if they're healthy, I think uh, you know the fact that they play defense that will travel. Uh, and, you know, nobody that's going to come out of the East, including Cleveland, is going to be unbeatable. Yeah, it's um, it's going to take something to uh, derail the Warriors, but it'll be an interesting season to see if they can continue on. All right, so let's switch back to football just for a minute. I know kind of jumping around here, but um, who is – Who's a Sunday night winner for you this weekend? We got the uh, the pack or the uh, Seahawks versus the Cardinals. Good NFC West matchup. Who do you think uh, takes home that one? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games that I haven't I haven't looked at close enough to determine a winner. And to me, I think it's a lot of it's going to depend on um, you know the health of of guys like a Carson Palmer who they they kind of downplayed that injury because he left and they were up so substantially, but. You know, it looked like he got knocked up. Uh, and in, in some ways, Drew Stanton played better than Parks Palmer this year. So, um, But as, this is going to be a monumental challenge against the Seattle secondary that you know, kind of showed some cracks last uh, 
last week and obviously has some in-house issues to deal with. Yeah. All right, well, we'll let you go on that one. Tony, we appreciate your time. Again, this is Tony Mejia from uh, VegasInsider.com. Check him out there. Um, check him out on Twitter as well, at Tony Mejia NBA. Uh, Tony, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we appreciate the time. Oh, much appreciated, Blake. Thanks for having me. All right, special thanks again to Tony Mejia, VegasInsider.com. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. That's right. So, big weekend college football, big weekend NFL, big money-making weekend. I got to have a little rebound, so I'm going hard this weekend, making you tons of money. The other folks, I mean, Boomer said he's married to his picks. So, I mean, and I've got, you know, I might even have a couple extra ones out there. I'm feeling so damn good about these things. He's just missed a couple weeks, so he's got to come back in here hot, fire away. All right, so let's get to it. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, in Blacksburg once again, Little inner Sandman for you. Miami, six-point underdogs on the road at Virginia Tech. Collier, you got some family ties in this game. Uh, is your, uh, your sister going to this game? No, they're not. She's uh, They're kind of, you know, some wimps up there. They don't go to any games anymore. Uh, call them out on that. They probably need to uh, step the shit up and go to some games because uh, these Virginia Tech Hokies, they're looking better these days. They are. They gonna get the win and cover tomorrow night. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. Thursday night games, Virginia Tech comes out with all the guns, and Miami. I mean, hell, ever since that hurricane hit down to Florida, they've been going downhill. I think when Hurricane Matthew came in, that was pretty much all Miami had left in the tank. It rolled out to the sea, and Miami's season ever since then has been going downhill. It's gonna to continue to go downhill. I'm taking Virginia Tech minus six. Okay. Uh, Boomer, what are you taking in this game? Well, you know, I kind of was shocked a little bit considering that Virginia Tech uh, got their uh, Donald Trump grabbing objects beat down in the uh, in the dirt last week by Syracuse. But uh, Brett Kaya, not very good, as expected. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's a little twig man out there just trying to run around and throw the ball as much as possible. And, uh, you know, I'm all about uh, – I'm all about – Fuente, you know, dude knows what he's doing. Inner Sandman, Thursday night game. Virginia Tech always loves these nights. And uh, I think Fuente's uh, Cairo de Fuego. For, okay. For the uh, English speaking that means the Flaming Wagon. That's his new nickname. And yeah. uh, he's going to be rolling that thing through Blacksburg. Oh, the, okay. The Cairo de Fuego. That's a, that's a new one for me. Uh, so that's two on Virginia Tech. Let's go ahead and make it an even three. Um Thursday night, as Collier alluded to, something special. If you've never yeah. seen a Thursday night in Blacksburg, go ahead and watch that game tomorrow because it's going to be a lot of fun. Lane Stadium will be rocking. Um, I, I just want to seen... uh, point out that that would not be an even three. That actually be an odd three, dog. What now? You said make it an even three? Well, you know, all three of us, mm-hmm. whatever, Collier. We're, uh, we're not all accountants like you. Um, but, yeah, I like Virginia Tech in this game. I think that last week was kind of a fluke. Syracuse, I had Syracuse on the number. Um, I thought they'd keep it close. Didn't think they'd win, but Babers has got that program going, so don't look too much into that. Uh, emotional win the week before Virginia Tech beating the hell out of Miami or uh, North Carolina, so I think they'll rebound a little bit at home on Thursday night. Virginia Tech minus six. Next up on a game I am still torn on, uh, Alabama – at home versus the number six team in the country, 
Yet they're an 18-point favorite. I don't know that that's ever happened. Um, but that's what happens when you beat the hell out of your rival 49-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Tuscaloosa on Saturday afternoon. Boomer, what's you, uh, what you taking in this matchup? Well, in, uh, in all my recent travels, uh, I, I came across this, uh, this older uh, Rubian fellow fisherman named uh, Pilo. Pilo. This week. And, uh, he, was, he was wise beyond his years and uh, got, to, got to know him. He, he kind of taught me some tricks of the trade, you know, and went out and, and fished a little bit on his, uh, on his little uh, three-foot uh, canoe. And uh, we, we, we experienced some, some high tides. And uh, they're really, really hard to fight against. But he uh, he showed me the way on this, and he uh, he, he told me uh, Gunga 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 Lagunga Gunga Lagunga, and uh, that means it's uh, it's not it's not about how big of a fish you get, it's how many, because uh, you have a whole village that you've got to feed, and you can feed them with many fish over just one large fish, and uh, and, and that's what that's what Pilo taught me. So uh, he really opened my eyes to this Texas A&M game. I believe is what he was he was speaking towards. And uh, I, I want to say that uh, if I interpreted it right, my uh, my Rubian was a little bit sloppy at the time. But uh, he he was telling me to take Texas A&M plus the eighteen points because uh, Alabama's no no way they're going to blow out a team uh, two 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 weeks in a row. Now I don't know what the fuck you just said, but. I like didn't somehow get Texas A&M out of that, plus 18. Uh, Boomer, or Collier, I'm sorry, what are you taking here? Yeah, these lines are all ridiculous this year, but the Tide is 5-2 and two against the spread. The uh, last two SEC games on the road have been double-digit favorites. This one's at home. I don't give a fuck who they're playing. They're beating the brakes off everybody. I'm taking Bama minus 18 until they tell me otherwise. Okay, so Alabama and then Texas A&M. Uh, I'm going to go the same route I did last week. Uh, didn't win the bet, but the Tide won by 39. So if that happens again, I'll take it. I'm taking the under of 61 in this game. Um, yeah, like I said, did that against Tennessee last week. Uh, 57 was over under. Alabama had 49 all by their lonesome. Tennessee got that favorite number 10 of theirs, 10 in a row losses to the Tide. So hopefully if by me taking the under here, I'll gladly take the loss in the Deep Fried Bets podcast picks as long as the Tide gets the big win. So under 61 for me. Next scheduled college football game, Arkansas plus nine at Auburn. Uh, surprising line when this came out. Tony hit on this a little bit as well. Uh, Going to be interesting. Really to see how this one plays out. Does Auburn come out with the same fire that they had against Mississippi State, or was that kind of just, hey, we're playing Mississippi State? Boomer, you're the uh, you're the barner of the group. What do you think in this game? Well, uh, either every line maker in Vegas and offshore was mistakenly given LSD before they wrote this line in, or they're seeing something that we're not. That may have been from the effects of the LSD. I'm not sure. But clearly the line makes zero sense every time this happens. I run in the direction where it doesn't make sense. So start out at 10. It's going to start dropping drastically. Public's all over this game by 83% margin. It, it, it could end up at 7, maybe 6 before game time. Give me, give me Auburn minus, minus the 9, but wait, wait to gamble on it until right before the game. Yeah, that's uh, 
a lot of points. And you're right, 82 to 18 is the public right now. So, I mean, that's just tough to take. Carrier, what do you like? Yeah, I will take the Arkansas money line. <laughs> okay. And uh, I know Auburn's a damn good team now all of a sudden. And I know their offensive line is playing pretty dang good. But it's Arkansas's not a running team anymore. They're a passing team. And that Ark, that Auburn secondary has holes in it. Yeah, Arkansas has the best quarterback in the SEC also. Yeah, and I don't know, man. I feel like Arkansas, they once they get past the first of the season, they're a damn good team in the second part of the season, like a top-10 team the last couple of years. And this is the second part of the season. So, I don't know. Just give me the hogs. I'm riding it. All, yeah. uh, all valid points by you, Collier. However, Las Vegas is not really in the business of doing what UNICEF does and doing charity work. And giving out free money. Well, I'm about to get some. Oh, he's getting free money. All right, yeah, this is one of those for me, similar to that Auburn-Clemson game earlier in the season. Um, Vegas knows something we don't, but I just can't in good conscience take Auburn and nine points against Arkansas. So we're going two in a row under under 55 here. Um, you got to pick the game. I did. I picked an under. It's too big of a number. 55 is crazy here. Um, neither offense. I don't give a shit what Auburn did against Mississippi State. It's Mississippi State. So, uh, give me the under 55 here. I've got picks for you the rest of the way out. Don't worry. Next up, Ole Miss plus five and a half at the LSU Tigers. LSU um, coming off an impressive second half against Southern Miss. Ole Miss coming out. Coming off of an unimpressive second half against Arkansas, took the L. Collier, what's your uh, thoughts on this game? Yeah, this is an interesting game because both teams, it's must win. Hugh Freeze doesn't want to drop back to being an average team. And Coach O has to win to get the job. So it's going to be a bloodbath. I don't know who's going to win the game. But if I had to take anything, I'd take points. So I'm taking Ole Miss plus 5.5. Okay. Boomer, what you got here? Ole Miss is minus five and a half. No, they're not. LSU is the favorite. Well, I believe that – I believe Chad Kelly is going to be a bit rattled from uh, being blasted all over the internet for sliding into some porn stars DM for the past uh, couple of weeks. Second second time he's got blasted this year. Yeah, and I mean, God bless him. You know, he keeps on trying. Yeah. He's not a quitter. That's for damn sure. He airs it out anytime he can get, talking about uh, both sets of his balls and his pants. And uh, I think that going into Death Valley, Orgeron, I mean, the dude doesn't give a single shit this side of the Mississippi River. And I think that I think LSU's got the talent on defense to hold him down. Leonard Fournette, you know, hopefully he can hopefully he can run. Uh, five and a half. That's that's not what I thought it was, but I, I'll lay the five and a half. Taking LSU, <clears throat> I'm taking LSU as well. Uh, the same thing. Orgeron wants this job. This is his dream job. He's never won anything this bad in his life. So I think if he has a chance to put a few more extra touchdowns up on the board and make it look a little prettier he will um five and a half i don't love but i think 27 20 something like that maybe 30 to 20 uh lsu will get the job done cover the spread in baton rouge saturday night so those 
are our scheduled college football games. Um, four of them for you. Thought we had one more. Don't we have one more? Am I missing one, guys? Nope. Okay. Well, I guess we only have four. We're gonna have uh, extra emphasis on the vault this weekend. So the first scheduled NFL game we have for you: uh, the Chicago Bears plus a the Bears on the road traveling to Green Bay to take on the running backless Green Bay Packers. Collier, you're our resident Packers fan. What's your uh, take on this game? Yeah, I have lost all confidence in the Packers' offense. It's looked pitiful. Aaron Rodgers has lost his touch. McCarthy and him are just not on the same page. I think the Packers are obviously going to win this game. It's a must-win. You're playing the fucking Bears. Uh, bad thing is they don't put teams away when they should. So I can see the Bears backdoor in this. I'm taking Bears plus eight. Yep. Uh, I'm taking the Bears as well. Packers just lost Sam Shields for the year with a concussion. I think that Brian Hoyer has been a lot better than people think he has. I mean, nobody's really talking about him, but he's been great for Chicago. I think he'll continue to be pretty good this week. Um, I just – I texted Collier last week during the game. I think McCarthy's got to go. Like, his run is up. Yep. He – I just – like, something's got to happen. Aaron Rodgers is too fucking good to look this bad. The offense has too many weapons to look this bad. Something's got to happen. I, I'm with you. I think the Bear or the Pack will get the win, uh, three points or so. But I'm taking the Bears plus the eight tomorrow night. Boomer, what do you like here? Oh, I love the Packers at home. Home team on Thursday nights. That's what I live and die by. You got to have a strategy. You got to stick with it week after week. I think Aaron Rodgers is pretty pissed off by hearing uh, how much shit's being talked about. Mike McCarthy. I think they're friends. I think that he's going to have one of those games where he goes out and shows where he's still the best quarterback in the uh, in the league and. You know, like those Thursday night games, they tend to get out of hand fairly quickly, and uh, I think the Packers are capable of doing that. Remember, Brian Hoyer is still the quarterback. Yeah, it's looked good. Yeah. Taking the Bears. All right, two on the Bears, one on the Pack there. Next up, the Steelers at home without Ben Roethlisberger taking on the New England Patriots, who do have Tom Brady. Uh, the Patriots are seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Collier, what's your uh, what's your take on this? Uh, I'm sure the public is all over the Patriots. Oh, I think it's like 82 percent, something like that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even worse than that at the end. Um, uh, you know, the Steelers—they just don't look that good this year. I thought they would be at least, you know, in the championship game with AFC this year, and right now it looks like they may be fighting for a division battle. And I don't know; these Pats are on a fucking tear. Tom Brady is pissed off at Goodell, and I'm taking – I would take Pats minus 10, but I'm taking Pats minus 7.5. Okay. Well, actually, that line is up to 89% right now. Uh, Boomer, who you like here? Well, uh, last week I did – was able to find my way into a sports book and uh, got to sit in the back corner and listen to uh, a couple of wise guys from, from Boston kind of talk about their uh, savior, Tommy. And uh, all he did was talk him up. They said he is fantastic. He is great. He always takes care of us every single day, day in, day out. They also talked about uh, offing some people, and uh, there's some other stuff I can't really talk about. It's kind of illegal. So this all allegedly took place. And uh, they did mention that uh, whenever you think Tommy's going to 
just light it up, cover the spread, no questions asked. That's when he has one of those games where he just kind of screws around and old Gaskowski uh, kicks a field goal for the win. So doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, I like the Steelers probably going to go to eight before uh, before kickoff. I think that uh, Ben Roethlisberger, although is great, I think that he's probably worth about five to six points. And uh, this Steelers being at home, the line should have been with him in there. Steelers minus three. So I think that's just too much of a swing in value. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, I think it was a pick before he went out. But, um, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers as well. Too much public money on the Patriots for me, even though they've covered both times with the public money on them. Um, Still taking them. Still taking the Steelers and fading the Pats. The Pats don't really cover as big underdogs on the road a lot. Uh, At home, they get the job done. But on the road, they uh, historically have not covered the spread as a big favorite. Great. So, I'm going to keep up with that narrative. I'm going to take the Steelers as well. Next up, Sunday night, uh, Cardinals at home against the Seahawks. Cardinals are actually two-point favorites coming into this one. Uh, Seahawks have looked pretty good. Took off the Falcons last weekend on a controversial no call on Julio Jones. Uh, it was very, very clearly pass interference, but we'll get to that a little later on maybe. But the Seahawks, two-point road dogs at the Cardinals, so you know the public is all over the underdog Seattle Seahawks, which means I am taking the home Arizona Cardinals. Um, Carson Palmer looked better Monday night, but the Jets looked fucking awful. Don't ever bet on the Jets. From what I've learned this year, they've lost me probably more money than any team this year has. So, uh, fading, fading the Jets from here on out. But in this game, I like the Cardinals minus the two at home to get the field goal win. Collier? Yeah, I'm riding the Cardinals too. Division battle, Seattle. I think uh, Russell Wilson's still a little hurt, so he's not as good as he could be. Uh, I think the Cardinals are playing a lot better. David Johnson's unbelievable. And Larry has been playing lots out, doesn't need to retire. I'm taking the Cardinals minus two. I think they could get at least a touchdown win. Boomer? I absolutely love the Cardinals in this spot. Carson Palmer barely got touched last week. It means his health's getting back up. David Johnson looked like an absolute man-child. I think that the strength of the uh, Seahawks' defense is obviously in their DBs, not in their front seven. They've lost too much there. I think Larry, Larry Fitzgerald... Obviously, can't ask for a better safety net. And, you know, people have a short memory. Remember how bad the Seahawks were at the beginning of the year. I mean, they lost to the L.A. Rams. Yeah, but the L.A. Rams, man, they uh, had a pretty impressive run right there. (laughs) Yeah, they did. They did. They kind of stumbled their way through a uh, winning record so far. But more than likely, they will not make the playoffs. Who won't make the playoffs? The L.A. Rams. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the Seattle Seahawks. I was like, oh, they are dog. Fair enough. My bad. No, I'm uh, trying to interact with some of our uh, Twitter followers. I had deep fried bad. So, you know, trying to keep the brand alive. So, uh, three on the Cardinals there. We'll finish up Monday night. Texans plus seven in the hook at the Broncos. The Broncos came out early in the week, said they are going to try to kill – Brock Osweiler, I don't know why. They should be thankful that Brock Osweiler's not over there eating up their cap space, throwing picks. I saw a nickname for him earlier, the interception giraffe, which I am going to start calling him now. Uh, Texans plus seven and a half at the Broncos. Collier, who you got here? 
I'm pretty sure the Broncos will kill Brock Osweiler, and they will kill everybody on the Texan sideline as well. It's going to be a bloodbath. I'm thinking kind of like gladiator style, fucking just slaughtering people all over the place. Give me the Broncos minus 7.5. Okay. Uh, Boomer? Absolutely no clue on this game. Give me the over 41. Okay. Over a 41. Yeah, I don't have any clue here either. I think I would like the Broncos, but the public's all over them. I have a hard time backing Brock Osweiler, though, so I'm going to buy it down to seven, take the Broncos at seven. He is easily the worst quarterback I've ever watched in my life. He's terrible, but he came back last week and, of course, to fuck me right in the ass. I mean, take the Colts plus – some of our younger listeners right oh, there. I'm sorry. Yeah, mute that out for you. Uh, taking the Steelers – or, I'm sorry, the Colts plus three – Looked phenomenal all game. With like three minutes left, they're up 14. It's Sunday night, you know, I'm still recuperating from the weekend. So, I kind of cut the phone off or cut the TV off, kind of keeping up with it on my phone. I see they tied up, take it overtime. Of course, I have a push, which is better than a loss. But, shit, like that shouldn't have came to that. Still going to take the Broncos, but minus seven, buy it down. I've uh, I've kind of lived by a motto. It's don't ever bet on a Houston Texans game. So, it's a good way to not lose a lot of money. That's true. So, take the over there. All right. So, that does it for our scheduled games. Now, we're going to get to the vault. As always, our five favorite non-scheduled games of the weekend. Boomer, what is your vault looking like this weekend? Oh, man. I have got too many winners for you. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to give you two Stone Cold Locks of the Week. I think I am, but that's for a later date. Starting out, give me ECU plus one and a half at Cincinnati. Tommy Two Thumbs has a very, very crappy started out overrated football team. ECU's done fairly well this this year at the beginning of the year. Give me ECU. Next, Miami, Ohio plus five at Bowling Green State. Think that uh, I think they can win this one outright. Sunday matchups, Chargers plus six and a half at Atlanta. Atlanta has had the most drastic value swing in Las Vegas this year of any team. I think they start coming back down to reality like they did last year. Then the Tennessee Titans versus the dreadful Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee's getting them at home, minus two and a half. Marietta's starting to uh, starting to air it out, starting to get a little bit of confidence. I like him. Then, blind dog bet of the week right here. Battle of California on Friday night, 10 p.m. Tune in, ladies and gentlemen, probably on ESPN News. San Jose State plus 23.5 at San Diego State. Lock it in. Huge game. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going to have that one on. So, uh, ECU, what was the line on that? Plus one and a half. Plus one point five. Miami, plus uh, Miami of Ohio. That is uh, plus five. The Chargers. Would you get them at? Plus six and a half. Plus six point five. The Titans minus two and a half. And San Jose State plus twenty three in the hook. That's Boomer's vault. Kyrie, what's your vault? All right, boys. In honor of West World, everybody needs to saddle the fuck up. Get oh. your horses. Bring out your five shooters. Because we're about to put some bullets in these teams. First of all, we've got a Thursday night game. BYU at Boise State. We're putting a bullet in the straight head of BYU. I'm taking Boise State minus seven. And then NC State at Louisville. Uh, Louisville looks like shit ever since they lost that game at Clemson. 
They were a roughing the kicker call away from losing to Duke. Take NC State plus 19.5. Uh, North Carolina at Virginia. Virginia sucks. Huge balls. <laughs> Take North Carolina minus 9.5. They're trying to get back on the uh, ACC Coastal race. They're trying to win every game they can. I still think they can compete in that division. All right, TCU at West Virginia. West Virginia is by far the best team not named Oklahoma in the Big 12. And they will fucking, I don't know, I guess just a rape TCU pretty bad at home. Give me West Virginia minus six. Ohio State at Penn State. Give me Penn State plus 19.5. Don't ask me why, but two years ago, Penn State gave them a hell of a game. And I think they're going to do the same thing this time. Penn State plus 19 in the hook. All right. So, Boise minus 7. NC State plus 19.5. Uh, North Carolina minus 9.5. West Virginia minus 6. And Penn State plus 19.5. Good. I mean, that's a good look, boys. That's not bad. I mean, you did good. You tried hard. But let me give you some real surefire winners. Let's go. Rattle them off right here. Collier, your West Virginia pick was dead ass wrong. TCU is going to come in there, possibly get the win. But I'm taking them at 6.5. TCU plus six and a half at West Virginia. Next up, Kansas. Kansas plays. Who does Kansas play this weekend? Oklahoma State. They're at home. They're better at home this year. They don't completely suck balls at home. They should have beaten TCU at home a couple weekends ago. Kansas plus 24 against Oklahoma State. Call your fading you a little bit here. Or not fading you, I'm sorry. Telling you a little bit. Penn State plus the 20. I don't know where you're getting 19 and a half at. It's a 20. Uh, Penn State uh, against Ohio State to keep it within the number. Let's go to Sunday. We're taking the Philadelphia Eagles plus three against the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota's not going undefeated. I uh, don't know that Philadelphia is going to beat them, but the public's all over Minnesota here. So I'm going to take the Eagles plus three on Sunday. And finally, this was close to being my lock of the week. But I'm taking the Stanford Cardinal, minus one and a half against Colorado. As we hit on last week, and it continues to be the case, Colorado is the only FBS team that is undefeated against the spread. That will not continue. It cannot continue. They've won eight in a row against the spread. That just doesn't happen. That's bullshit. It doesn't happen. Like It just doesn't happen. Too much is going on. It's legal over there. It can happen. No, it's not happening. This is the weekend that ends. Stanford gets a three-point or more victory against Colorado. And that is my vault right there. TCU plus 6.5, Kansas plus 24, Penn State plus 20, the Eagles plus 3, and the Stanford Cardinal minus 1.5. Those are the vault. We've had our schedule pick. It's time. Bring them out. I bet you didn't get any of this shit in Aruba. Nah, crack them open, baby. Let's go. Woo, 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 woo. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, lock of the week. All right, boys. That's it. Stone Cold, bringing them in. He's crushing his cold beers. He's drinking them fast. Boomer. What is your Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week? Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to wet your pantsuit. Five Stone Cold locks of the week coming in hot right now. Eagles minus two and a half versus the undefeated Minnesota Vikings. Take the Eagles. Plus two and a half. Plus, hell, 
Plus two and a half. Take the money line on that one. Next, UCLA plus seven at home. Lines running up right now. Running up. Wait for it. UCLA plus seven. Next, the Navy midshipmen against the Fuenteles Memphis Tigers. Navy plus three at home. Lock it in. Then, going back to the NFL, awesome ultimate lock. Probably the best one on the sheet. Kansas City, minus five and a half. At home, against the Drew Brees-led Saints. Oh, wow, okay. Makes zero sense. Zero sense. Take it. Is that four? That's four. Then I got to go with my team that won me so much money last week. The Syracuse Orange men, plus four and a half at Boston College to play in a crowd of 500 screaming Boston College fans. Uh, but they're 500 loud screaming Eagles. Lock them in. Okay, so there's your Stone Cold Locks keyword on. I'm trying to win money for the people out yeah, there. Uh, of the week. Oh, Lawyer, what is your... I forgot there's a sixth. There's no, a six no, and you, biggest money maker right here. TCU money line. You've been cut off. All right. Boomer, <laughs> Collier, what's your Stone Cold lock of the week? All right, man. So, me and Stone Cold, you know how we love drinking beer together. Uh, we were talking about it, and we both think that this pick is probably the best pick of all time. We're going down to the NCAA's version of the white boy college football battle of all time. Wisconsin at Iowa may have the most white college football players on the field at one time you'll see all year long. So we're taking Wisconsin minus 3.5 because their white boys are bigger and better than Iowa's. Okay. So uh, didn't know we're going to be bringing, uh, incorporating race into the show today, but way to go, Collier. Um, yeah. Finally, my lock of the week. It's uh it's involving a little team from Boston as well. And you can just you need to call your bookie right now. Like just drop your money, all of it, cuz this line is going to win you all the money you want to make on it. The UMass University of Massachusetts Minutemen catching 21 on the road at South Carolina. South Carolina has failed to score 21 points in a game all season long. So why in the hell do you think they're going to beat anyone by 21? So we're taking the UMass Minutemen plus 21 as the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Woo! Good stuff. Boomer and his five locks of the week. Uh, we'll have to see how those turn out. We're not really sure how we're going to score that. We'll go to the judges' table on that. But Yeah, uh, they uh, blacked out there for a second. But if you want to make money, you might want to go ahead and just lock those bad boys okay. in. Okay, go ahead and lock them in. All right, folks. So, Carl, what you got for us this weekend? You know, uh, everybody keep yourself safe. You know, uh, don't watch football games you don't want to watch. Watch the good ones. Drink the whiskey you should drink. You know, there's been a shortage on vodka lately, so make sure you drink as much whiskey as you can. Don't drink any water. We need to save it for the showers and, you know, clean yourself. And uh, I don't know, man. Just drink enough whiskey so you can pass out. Don't have to worry about life and 
that's all I got for you. That's some good advice, Boomer. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. Good to uh, good to go ahead and you know flop it out and air it out a little bit right there. Then it it, it made my made my coin purse kind of shrink up a little bit and double clutch the uh, the old money bag right there and uh, and the hundred dollar bill that it's all attached to standing straight up. With all those picks, all those winners. Okay. As always, stay wealthy, my friends. Stay wealthy, my friends. Folks, I want to thank you again for tuning in. Uh, thanks again to Tony Mejia, VegasInsider.com, joining us. This has been the Deep Fried Bo- ah, the Deep Fried Bets Podcast, Season 2, Chapter 7, 2.7, as we like to call it now. <laughs> Tell your friends, we're on the Twitter, we're on the Facebook, we're on the iTunes. We're on the Instagram. We're on it all. You can reach us. We're in your ladies' DMs. That's right. We're sliding in your ladies' DMs. <laughs> Watch out. We're giving her winners because we're real winners. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>